All right, guys, my guest with me today once again is Joel Hassenritter, certified ULA life and Green Gap finance coach, all around badass and personal friend. Joel, happy to have you back. How you doing, brother? First of all, happy birthday, bro. Awesome. Thank you. Yep. Birthday podcast. I like it. 45 years young today. I love it. Mm. Yep. And I'm starting to get that bald spot right on the back right here, bro. <laughs> right <on the> top. <laughs> it's like a half it dollar, happens. It's like a half dollar size right now, dude. But I know it's <laughs> yeah. growing. Bro. <laughs> part of it. Part of the joys. Yeah. So how have you been, brother? It's been a few months uh, since our last run. Was it, did, did we do a podcast in between the Phoenix event or was Phoenix the, oh, uh, take the mountain was the last time I saw you, but, uh, as far as, yeah, take them on as far as getting together on content, was it Phoenix or have we done a podcast since then? It's, it's been a while, bro. Yeah. I'd have to go back and look it up, but it's been a minute. Yeah. Well, it's, um, time. it's time. It's overdue. It's, it's time. Yeah. yeah. Take the mountain challenge was awesome. By the way, that yeah. was so good to see you there, man. Yeah. No, I got an invite to speak from Mr. Matt and I'm working on something that has to do with the light. November. Yes. Yep. 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 Just kind of take your speaker. I was like, cool, man. And the plane tickets from San Antonio to Phoenix are like dirt cheap, bro. Like dirt cheap. Nice. Straight shot. And nice. uh, yeah, so I'm just debating on whether or not I want to take my son. He'll be 14 in September. And I know they got that 15 year cutoff. But um, he's super athletic, dude. And I think it would be good, even if he was just there and kind of helped with the IT or just set up. I don't know if he could, you know, carry sandbag up the side of a cliff or whatever, or crawl through the mud under the razor wire or whatever they're going to have us do this. <laughs> uh, but I want to get him exposed to that for sure. Um, so, yeah, we'll see. I'm going to think that through as we get closer or whatever but yeah no yeah talk talk to matt about that um they they will make uh exceptions on like one-on-one -on -one exceptions type things so yeah talk to matt about that sure. yeah and i figure if just in the rare instance they don't have all the tickets sold and all the beds filled they might let me buy a ticket for him and have him come that way you know what i mean so yeah, yeah. awesome so we were chatting on the phone the other day and you are moving through the ranks, if I can say that. I know you would say that with humility, but you are kind of moving through the ranks with ULA and what you guys are doing and lots of workshops and seminars and um, kind of hobnobbing with the uh, upper echelon of ULA and like networking and planning and building and doing all this stuff and um, seeing all your stuff on social media. And I'm like, man, that guy's on fire. He's getting after it, man. I got to get him on and start picking his brain. And when we chatted, um, you wanted to get into... Uh, something that might seem diametrically opposed to the whole ULA framework about balance, but the myth of balance and rebalance. But before we get into that, let's talk about why this planet is completely overwhelmed. Yeah, man. Cool. So we're going global, right? Just right out, right at the first, right out of the gate, going yeah. global. I like it. <laughs> uh, first of all, yeah, how I would, um, how I would quantify going through the ranks, so to speak, is really deepening my impact. Because that is, um, I know that is my life's purpose and it's why I'm here on this earth. And so anything and everything that I do gets filtered through that process. And so, you know, through that lens, and I have been blessed to be able to, to work with, uh, Dave Braun, the ULA seeker, the co-founder of ULA and our chief growth officer, Becca Johnson and Dave's wife, Adina, who I, I thought Dave knew a lot about health and fitness and stuff till I met Adina and dude, and she just like 10 <laughs> X <laughs> she's amazing. Uh, but it's been, it's been a lot of fun and it's given, you know, some new tools to be able to, to grow that impact. So 
Yeah, dude. So I, we talk about life balance. We talk about how do we move our life forward? And I think overwhelm is one of those things that prevents you from starting. Yes, sir. Like a lot of times you have, you can get momentum going and that ball starts rolling down the hill and it begins to pick up steam. But that initial, uh, you know, force to get the ball rolling is way harder than it is to keep the ball rolling. Right. And uh, overwhelm comes in, in, you know, different seasons, it comes in different waves, you know, and it comes in, in different areas of life. Right. But I find that, that overwhelm in and of itself comes from typically a lack of clarity and lack of clarity dives deep into confidence. And I know we're probably going to talk about that as well. Uh, but lack of clarity, a lot of times it is a lack of progress. You know, if you're, if you are in a place of overwhelm, but you can see progress happening, you're more likely to stick on that road. Right. right. But if you can't see any progress, like I'm just spinning my wheels, then you're less likely to, to keep going. Right. Um, purpose, lack of purpose. You, you can be as overwhelmed as you've ever been in your life. But if you have a drive for the purpose that you're living in, dude, that trumps overwhelm every day of the week. Right. And then impact. If you're making a difference on, on in people's lives and really connect at that level, I find, at least for myself anyway, I find that overwhelm is becomes secondary. You know, it's still there, right? I deal with that every day. We all do, right? And it's how we push through that. But but if I'm making a difference in someone's life and I can see that that life has been changed, then dude, impact is is huge, right? Yeah. So... I, I find that usually uh, overwhelm is a function of any or all of those combinations. And that's what stops people from getting started. So before we even try to rebalance whatever imbalances there are in our life, we've got to get through that overwhelm. And I find that in my, in my coaching clients, or even with just like the digital platform that we have, it's so many times, dude, I, like I had, I had one guy that didn't start for a year. Like he paid for the program and literally a year later had not even started it. Mm -hmm. And, you know, whether that, that medium is for him or not is irrelevant to me, but at least you got to start and try, right? Well, why didn't he, why didn't he start? And that's what got me thinking. It was that exact uh, experience that got me thinking like, what is it that, that kept him from starting? And it's the overwhelm. It's actually the thing that we in the personal development industry, yourself included, it's the very thing that we're trying to fix is the very obstacle that keeps people from starting. We're trying to fix overwhelm. We're mm -hmm. trying to fix the spinning of the wheels, right? We're trying to fix the imbalances. And it is those very things that keep people from starting. Yeah. Right. So it, when you say diametrically opposed, like it's a problem. It, it is a problem. Overwhelm is the thing that that keeps you from moving forward and that can be in a season like you may you may have that ball rolling and it hits a brick wall right or it could be just starting and um i find if you have you know if you see progress if you can align with a purpose and if you're creating impact overwhelm becomes secondary i like it bro i will be completely honest with you even to self-deprecation and tell you that this transition from North Dakota to Texas has been an absolute overwhelm. We had been in a nice little cozy cave 
up in North Dakota, you know, like we just went up and went to work, came home, paid the bills once a month, like did all like it was just simple. Everything was on cruise control and it was easy to branch out of everything just being in cruise control and do all the things, the events, the books, this different stuff, you know, the higher impact stuff, you know, that the that I want to do or that my wife wanted to do getting down here. Oh, my God, dude. Just as an example, Texas is not it's a friendly state, but for you to get down here and become a Texan, whoo, man, you got to jump. <laughs> man, I went to the DMV and I was like, all right, um, I just hired out with this company and they want me to get my license, my CDL license switched over from North Dakota to Texas. And the lady's like, okay, well, the next available appointment is September 19th. And I was like, hold on, hold on, <laughs> wait a minute. I got to have this in 30 days. They said, she's like, September 19th. And I'm like, okay. She said, you can show up in the morning at nine o'clock because from nine to 10, we do walk-ins, but you better get here early. Dude, I was there the next day at eight o'clock and there was a line, bro, like all the way down the parking lot. I was like, dude, there's no way, bro. Um, anyway, my employer's giving me grace with it, but they understand, but it's not just that it was like, oh, and you should know that you have to fill out. Here's all this paperwork. And before you do this, you have to get your vehicle registered in the state of Texas. But before you get your vehicle registered in the state of Texas, you have to take it to a dealership and get it inspected. So you can take your inspection to the registration and then bring your registration and inspection to the DMV. And like, I was like, oh my God, I was writing all this down as fast as I could. But not only that, bro, just moving into the new house. And we have to register all of our appliances in order to have a warranty. I signed on with this really cool company and they're like a, they're like a tier one company. And you have to download all of these apps like to your phone so that you can like network these apps with what you do at work. And I have like been, and that's a small piece, Joel, laying on the floor in the fetal position some mornings with my blankie and my thumb in my mouth, bro, completely overwhelmed at all of this stuff that I got to do. And I would attest to that. Absolutely true. A hundred percent. I shut down if it becomes too much. So if we, we all do, yeah, dude, I just yeah. want to sleep through it. It's nap time. Let's just, blah, right. And if we're going to get to the place where we're going to mount up strength to overcome the overwhelm, what I'm hearing is we need to have a clarity of what we're doing, why we're doing it, know what our purpose is and make sure that we're being impactful and influential in the lives of other people in a positive way to give us the like motivation and the strength to fight through the overwhelm. Is that what I'm hearing? Yeah. And I, I want to go back to something you said, you were talking about your life there in North Dakota mm-hmm. and, you know, things were working, right. And so things are working and the, you know, things are, are, are working, right. I, I call that the tolerance trap is what I call it. Okay. And it's not necessarily a bad thing when things are working well. The question is, are you, are you still growing? Right. Because life is about growth and the opposite of growth is death period. Right. So there has to be some level of, uh, you know, of, of growth, even in, in a place where your life was pretty well balanced, right? Your income was great. You know, you had time with your wife, like all the things were working pretty well, which is a fantastic place to be, but it can lead to just being, just tolerating where you are. And that, especially as guys, and I know this podcast is focused on, on guys, like, especially for guys, we have a problem with tolerance. We have a problem with accepting 
where we're at and saying it's okay to not do anything else. And that's where sometimes we, you know, hey, I worked my butt off today, right? I put in a 12 hour shift and it's okay because I did that. It's okay for me to come home, sit on the couch, watch Netflix for two hours and neglect my spouse. Mm. Like that's, that's tolerance, okay. right? But, but being like, if there was some growth in that, I'm not talking about you specifically, but in that situation, what does growth look like? You know, how, how can I connect deeper with my relationships, with my, with my wife, with my kids, with my friends, coworkers, whatever it may be. So the, this is, and you hinted at that at the beginning, this diametric opposition of, of balanced growth and purpose and making sure things are working well. And then when they are, you got to watch out for, for tolerating that existence, even if it's going well, Yeah, you got to be growing. Yeah, no, I know it'll all get settled. And quite honestly, um, what's been a real helpful tool for me uh, of all things on my ULA digital platform, the to-do list, mm. like, far, <laughs> like far beyond the tracker button, which I know is really cool too. The to-do list, bro, has been super helpful because I can go in there and I can put all the things. And if I don't hit something that day, it automatically repopulates to the next day. It's like, hey, you, I'm not going anywhere. Like, you got to take care of me. <laughs> you wrote this down on the list. You got to take care of it. But this last week, bro, I knocked out a ton of stuff on there. And it's been really helping us stay on point and get all the little knickknacky things that moving requires and stuff like that. But yeah, no, it's going to be good, man. So um, we were talking about confidence earlier. I was going to pick your brain on uh, where you wanted to go with that and how it relates to, you know, being a successful man. And, and uh, yeah. Yeah, no, well, well, you said it there, like your, your to-do tracker. What is that? It's clarity. Right. Like, like that's what it is. It's clarity. And so we talk about, we talk about confidence, the point in time, the times that we lack confidence, we also lack clarity. So for example, um, this is a silly example, but it's one I use uh, all the time. And that is years ago, this was back before we had our transition from Georgia to Phoenix, which you talk about the overwhelm, bro, I get it, right? We were living in a one bedroom apartment with our adult daughter. Our house hadn't sold for three months. The job I thought I was going to have fell through the week before we moved out, right? Like, dude, I, I get overwhelmed. And by the way, it's legitimate. I do not want to illegitimize overwhelm. It's legitimate. That's just a wave of life, right? And it's okay to be in that state. It's not okay to stay there. Um, but we're talking about, you know, how to, how to build confidence. And years ago, you know, my wife is an amazing cook. Like pretty much everyone in my family is, you know, as far as like the women in my family type thing, right? Mm-hmm. Uh, amazing cooks. And I don't know how the conversation started, bro, but we, we started talking about uh, chocolate cheesecakes and like this chocolate swirl cheesecake. And it was a very specific item. Right. And, you know, I'd never made one in my life. Right. And I was like, Oh, that sounds amazing. And the next thing that came at me was, Oh, we can't do that. It's going to take way too long. It's way too complicated. It's just, and what was that? That was overwhelmed, you know, tiny, silly example. Right. But it was overwhelmed, overwhelmed around this thing. And you know, I have a philosophy, a life philosophy that rocket science isn't rocket science to a rocket scientist. Everything is learnable. Everything is knowable, right? Talk to that guy. What's rocket science to him? It might be fixing a bicycle, 
right? It's yeah. the rocket scientist. He's never done it before, right? Or whatever. Yeah. So all this, this little silly overwhelm around making this chocolate cheesecake. And I was like, I, I guarantee you somebody's done that before. <laughs> I guarantee it. Right. And so I went over to, I went down to the grocery store and I found some recipes there at the grocery store for chocolate cheesecake, wow. snapped a, a picture of in my phone, went around, got the ingredients, went home, made a chocolate cheesecake. Yeah. Now it took me like four and a half hours to, to make the cheesecake, right? I, I literally used every dish and every pot and pan that we had in our kitchen and everything was a mess. I didn't have experience doing that, but I came it, I came to it from the perspective that everything is learnable. Everything is knowable, right? And I'm not talking philosophical. I'm not talking religion. I'm just talking about in our everyday life, right? And so what did it take to get over that overwhelm? And again, this is a silly example, but to get over that overwhelm, it took a recipe. That's all it took. Yeah. And the willingness to try. And I, I love uh, Brennan Burchard's definition of confidence. Like, I think it is the ultimate definition of confidence. Everyone has their own, but his definition of confidence is, is confidence in the ability to figure it out. Okay. Now yeah. I can have confidence that I'm a good chef or I'm a good cook. I can, and I didn't cause I'm not right. I didn't have any confidence around that. I had confidence that somebody's figured it out before. And I guarantee you, if I find the right resources and I apply some action, then I can figure this out too. Maybe I'm right. Maybe I'm wrong. Mm. And, and I made the mistakes along the way, right? Maybe I'm right. Maybe I'm wrong, but I'm going to figure it out. And that was the whole approach. And so much of confidence is, the other perspective that says, I don't think I can do this, right? I don't know that I can figure this out. I don't know that I can find a way. And if you reframe the definition of confidence to, to having the ability to figure it out, that changes the game because it allows you to do it wrong. It allows you to fail along, along the way. It allows you to realign your sights, so to speak, and say, oh, well, that didn't work. Let's try something different and see if it does, mm -hmm. right? The ultimate confidence is just me saying, I have no idea. I'm going to figure it out. Love that, bro. I love the statement of I I now have permission to fail along the way. It's not like the Apollo moonshot where we've only got one shot at this. And <laughs> right. Die if we don't get it right. You know what I mean? Yeah. I don't have to do <laughs> it perfect. It doesn't have to look pretty. I just need to find some resources, people, i.e. people, i.e. find something online like a recipe or read a book about my marriage or like read intentional fatherhood, you know, about parenting or yeah. Dave Ramsey podcasts and listen to something about my life. I can find resources that'll help me do this and start the process rather than going into what is it you always say? Perfect progress over imperfect progress over perfect stagnation. Yeah. Yeah, that's it. That's it. That's yeah. it. No, and I think that's what guys think, man. If they don't do it just right, or if it's not going to be pretty, man, there's no sense in even trying. And for guys that are listening, whatever aspect of your life you're trying to rebuild, reboot, or rebrand about yourself, and there's overwhelm because you're not sure how, it's okay that it might look like a bowl in a china cabinet as you get started. Yeah. Because, yeah. Right. Yeah, it's okay. And it probably will. Like there's a level of expectation. I knew going into that little cheesecake recipe that it might, it might totally bomb. Right. <laughs> like, I've never made any kind of cheesecake before in my life, let alone, 
this one that was so complicated that the people in my life said they didn't want to tackle it. Right. So I'm going, this is probably not the first like step for someone that wants to go and make a chocolate cheesecake. Right. But I was like, eh, so what if I fail? Right. And now when, when you have that level of expectation that it's okay to fail and what I like to use instead of failure is just results, substitute failure for results. It's okay to, to not get the results that I want if I figure out how to get the results that I, that I ultimately desire, right? And so you go to the store and what if there wasn't a cheesecake recipe there? Well, that's a failure, right? I went to the store, I looked for a recipe, there wasn't one there. There happened to be one there, but what if there wasn't? There is no better time in the history of the existence of this planet for somebody to find resources on anything, like period. So the lack of knowledge is really not the problem, but you need clarity in order to do something. And if not, you're just going to be, you know, flailing throughout life, right? So you have to have some level of clarity and then you have to take action. Yeah. Yeah. I want to unpack the clarity, purpose, and impact thing before we get too far away from that. So sure. that's struggling with overwhelm a little bit. And you talked about clarity. Um, I'm assuming like being being clear on your vision for your life, like what you're trying to build, what you're trying to do, right? Is that correct? Yeah, so so it can. And and this is something that I struggle, I really struggled with this area, like most of my life until after we moved out here, honestly, mm -hmm. uh, because all my life I was asked, you know, what do you want to be when you grow up type thing? And my answer is, I don't know. And, you know, I never was one that had their their sights set on being a teacher or a lawyer or a doctor or anything else like that. I was talking to my daughter, 16 year old daughter the other day, and she said the same thing. She said, I, I don't know what I want to go into. Like she's going into her junior year. She's got her senior year. And then the expectation that society has is you're going to go off to college and pick something and go do it. And that's fine and dandy. There's nothing wrong with that. Um, but what I told her is, you know, if you line up 10 people in a, in a room, nine of them will tell you they're not doing what they thought they were going to be doing at your age. Right. There's that one person that that had it in like they're going to go and be a, a you know law enforcement officer or they're going to go and, and do construction or whatever it is like that's their path. And they knew it from the beginning. That's where all their their talents and skills lie. But nine of them will tell you they they were they are not doing today what they thought they were going to be doing back then. So yeah. my point to her is, is it doesn't matter that you don't know. Yeah. It matters that you keep learning. Yeah. You have to always keep learning. So if your path is college, that's a great way to get education in something. If your path is not college, the the sorry trend is that people choose college or nothing. And I realize we're getting off the beaten path here a little bit, but mm. but that's not the thing. College is not the thing and nothing is not the thing. What is the thing? The thing is education. You mm. have to be learning a valuable skill. You have to be getting clarity in your knowledge. And all of those things will eventually come to say, you know what, I, I kind of like doing that, or I kind of like doing that, or I like this more than that. But what I want to bring is, is some clarity around purpose and vision. Like sometimes our purpose changes in the season. Yeah. You, you put your podcast on hold while you were transitioning out to San Antonio, because in that season, your purpose was to get through that season. <laughs> that was it. And through all the overwhelm and trying to figure it out and the people at the licensing places giving you a hard time, right? You, you had to figure it out. And sometimes it takes 
throwing our life out of balance in a season for a purpose of that season. Okay. But you can't stay there, right? It's okay to do that for a season if if that's necessary. We all know people that have had health struggles. And sometimes, you know, you get that call. It's like, I'm in the hospital and they're there for three weeks. Mm. Your purpose in that moment changes, yeah. period. And you can have this grand vision about going and being a speaker all over the world. And you may have plans to, to do that in France and you get that phone call, all of a sudden your purpose changes in that season. So it's one thing to have this overall vision for your life. I think that's extremely valuable to have. It's an, it's also another thing to be able to say in this season, I need to be this before I can get there and do that. Right. Yeah. You almost have to, uh, in, in order to get back to wherever direction you were headed, you almost have to sit in that season and finish that through kind of a thing. No, I really like yeah. that because the entire yeah. time we were in that season, I felt like I was failing because I wasn't working on my book. I wasn't on my next book. I wasn't working on the podcast. You know, none of the things for the brand were being done. I was just in like tr total transition mode. And it sucked, bro, because I'm like, ah, I'm supposed to be, you know, super duck here handling all this stuff. But I think it's okay to park certain aspects of your life, you know, while you um, mend other mend other holes up you know what i mean so that you don't take off to the next planet in your spaceship and you didn't take care of something back here and it's going to end up fighting or giving you a problem later no i really like that yeah the 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 thing is the trick is to do it intentionally and for a time so if if you are doing it out of default mm -hmm. you're not you're not aligning with your purpose in that moment you're letting the circumstances dictate that mm -hmm. right i can choose to say my you know, my family members in the hospital, I am going to choose to, to be in this season. I'm going to be this for that person. Yeah. Or you can let circumstances throw all the stuff around you. And then you're at the whim of whatever happens around you. Both might put you in the same place. One does it intentionally. And for a time, the other one is going to knock you around. Just like you said, the, the, uh, the tools in the dryer, it's just going to be knocked around. Dun, 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 right. And so if that, if that season continues on for an extended period of time, it no longer becomes a season. It becomes a lifestyle. Mm. And that's where the difference of being intentional about being on purpose on target in this season is different than having circumstances dictate that because very easily it can become a lifestyle that dictates who you are, as opposed to you dictating intentionally who I will choose to be in this moment. Yeah, no, I like that. And I've mentioned that in my, in my book, a lot of times we need to be people that affect life rather than people that are constantly being affected by life. And the fact that we made the choice almost empowers us, right? Like, totally. like let's do it. We chose to do it. So just to go a little deeper, and I'm doing this for my own, for my own sake right now, guy's in overwhelm and he understands the need for clarity, purpose, and impact, but he's lost it. How does a guy like practical, basic steps to remind himself, get himself back on track with being a person of impact and influence, being a purpose-driven purpose, and being a person very clear on their vision, on the steps, on the goals? What are the practical steps to get back to that place? Yeah, the the first thing is self-awareness. It's it it goes back to self-awareness. Because in, in that place of overwhelm, in the place of loss, what typically happens is our vision gets clouded. And our vision gets clouded because we're looking at how high the mountain is 
instead of saying, oh, but I can take one step and that step is this one right in front of me. You, you can't, you know, see the, the trees for the forest, so to speak. And so that vision, like just the, the vision that you have in your life, maybe not as your, your overarching vision for your existence. Right. But maybe it's just in that moment, your vision shifts to the thing that is the circumstance in that moment. Right. It's easy to do. Everybody does it. You know, you get that call from the family member and they say, Hey, I'm in the hospital. I'm going to have to have surgery, you know, or whatever that is. All of a sudden it goes to, Oh my gosh, what's happening over there. Right. As opposed to, okay, how can I support this person? Those are two different, two different uh, perspectives, right? Two different lenses of focus. And so the, the first thing is, is you've got to be clear on where you're at. You've got to have some self-awareness. Uh, there are some great tools online. Um, we offer us, it's just a simple three minute self-assessment thing I have on my website that people can go and just click on that. But the point, the key is to be self-aware in all of life. And, and that's a problem unless you have some structure to that. And so that's one of the reasons why I like Ula so much. It's one of the reasons that it helped me so much is because is because it it helps to bring clarity in all the areas of life. Mm-hmm. And we've talked about this before. You can break up life into a million different areas. The personal development that I had done before usually broke it up into your health, your relationships, and your finances. Mm-hmm. And those are absolutely important, right? Mm-hmm. But what about your spiritual walk? What about your community? What about actually living in joy every day and, and intentionally finding something to, to be joyful about in the moment and in that day, all of a sudden that changes your perspective, you know? So we have the seven key areas of life. Again, you can divide up life in a million different ways, but fitness, finance, family field, which is your career, faith, friends, and fun. Fitness is both mental and physical, by the way. Mm. So the first step is just, is just self-awareness and mm forget the quiz, forget all of that stuff. It could just be a simple answer, a simple question and asking yourself, why do I feel threatened right now? What is causing me to feel threatened in this moment? And by the way, if you do this, when you are in an argument with your spouse, it'll change the next things that come out of your mouth. (laughs) Why, Why do I feel threatened? And especially for guys, you know, we, we tend to rise up against uh, you know, against an obstacle, let's just, let's just mow it over. Let's strong arm it. Right. Let's just come up against it. And sometimes what it takes in the moment is just moving out of the way. Mm. Right. But so why, why am I threatened in this moment? Well, I'm threatened in this moment because I feel for my friend who's in the hospital. I feel for their health Mm. or I feel for their safety. Okay. So now that I have clarity around that, around what's threatening me and causing my cortisol to shoot up to, you know, a hundred thousand percent, right? <clears throat> now that I have that self-awareness, then what's something I can do about it? Yeah. Like those are two simple questions that most people don't stop to ask themselves in the middle of overwhelm. It's not easy, right? I'm not saying it's easy, no, but dude, that's awesome, necessary. Bro. Yeah, dude, that is so awesome. If like, and this is the thing, it's not some like, you know, three magic beans that somebody brought you in the middle of the night, that's going to revolutionize everything. It's these little frame reframe nuggets that we get that help you reframe everything. Because even when we were talking on the, on the warmup chat there, and I was talking to you about how I got this really great job down here 
that's great pay, great benefits, pay, pays every week. It's in line with what I've been doing in North Dakota, like, and all the things were there, but they've been slow. Like they're going through a management transition thing this last year and they've hired some new salespeople and they're trying to get back co contracts that the previous people had lost and blah, blah, blah. But I didn't know any of that. So I went into this thing thinking it was going to be hyper busy and the hours have been really slow. And it has put me into an absolute panic because I waited forever to get on with these guys. Like I was intentionally turning away people that were reaching out to me on Indeed. Hey, we like your profile. We like your resume, blah, blah, blah. Come to work for us. And I'm like, no, I'm pushing these off because I'm having these interviews and a second interview and we're whittling down to one guy. And, and then the onboarding process takes forever because they got to verify all your previous employers and make sure you never wrecked a truck or like showed up to work high on heroin or whatever. You know what I mean? Like that's part of the DOT process. So I was off for a month and uh, we're not rolling in it, but we're not impoverished either. But that was a month of revenue that wasn't coming in while I was floating. It's a big deal. And now we're here, boom, and I'm all excited, ready to go. And it's been slow and I've been into panic mode. And because I've been in panic mode, it's been affecting everything else. Like the last couple of days, bro, I've just been going to the gym and just losing myself there just to keep my mind occupied with the fact that this is a big deal because I need to obviously earn revenue to finance my family. Right. But by reframing the question, why do I feel threatened about this? Well, because, you know, obviously you, it, it, it forces you to like almost make a list like, well, yeah. money, why, you know, cause I need to pay my bills. Right. Because blah, blah, blah. I don't want to find another job. And then you can almost look at it on paper and be like, okay, what can I do about it in the event that it doesn't work out? Right. And um, I think it creates a sense of peace that lets you begin to go forward and start dealing with other things more productively, because quite honestly, bro, I've been in shutdown mode over this. You know what I mean? Yeah. And I think. When yeah. guys so please go ahead. Mm. Yeah. So, so what you just described there is the process of gaining clarity. Yeah. That's literally what we talked about. And so, okay, I'm, I'm getting clear on self-awareness. Why does this threaten me and what can I do about it? Sometimes the precursor to that, I'll just mention this and we can move on is literally just taking 30 seconds to deep breathe. Because when we have those high cortisol moments, typically our breathing shallows, less oxygen to the brain, mm -hmm. typically slump over, we go into some, some sort of physical mode and, and mental and emotional mode. The fallacy of personal development is to think that we can just focus on one area and it's okay. The reality is everything affects everything. Your mind, your body are connected. And if you're struggling in one area, it's going to suffer. You're going to suffer in other areas because they are all, all connected. The beauty of that, though, is that when you start living in congruence in an area of your life, it tends to, to uplift the others as well. Yeah. And But the, the biggest fallacy there is like, I can just focus on this and it's going to be okay. But yeah, breathe deep, gain clarity. And once you have those then you have to have action. Now I'll say one caveat to this, and this is a, this is a phrase that I absolutely, absolutely love. And yeah. that is with action comes clarity. Okay. So it's this circular thing, right? I can, I can pause in the moment. I can take a deep breath. I can lower my cortisol levels and try to gain clarity. What if I can't gain it? What if I can't get clear in the moment? What if I don't know what to do next? 
And that's where a lot of people wait for clarity before taking action. You can actually gain more clarity through action than you can sometimes by sitting still. Both have to happen in different seasons. Sure. Okay. We've talked about the ready, fire, aim mentality before. It's like I can aim for three hours at a target. I won't know how close I am until I pull the trigger. So what I could do is gain clarity of where the target is, focus on that, pull the trigger and see where I'm at. I can do that in two seconds. Right. Right. Or I could sit there and aim and aim and aim and aim and aim and realize I'm aiming at the wrong target. Well, I could have known that in two seconds versus three hours. Right. So they both have to happen. The question is what needs to happen in what order? Like, and, and if you're stuck, just do something. Cause here's the thing. If you do something, it gives you something to react to. It gives you something to evaluate. It gives you something to observe and it gives you something to change course on yeah. or realize you're going in the right direction. Yeah. So, so yeah, take some time, ask yourself what's threatening me in this moment and how can I change that? And if you can't come up with anything and nothing comes to mind, do something guaranteed. If you do something, you will get a different result. It mm. may not be the result that you want. Mm. And that's where you have to evaluate and course correct, yeah. but you, you will get a different result. Yeah. And that's a beautiful thing if you're in the state of overwhelm. Yeah, no, I like it, man. Absolutely. So let's get into um, the total rebalance system. Yeah. Yeah, so this this is um, this is Ula's attempt at doing something. And this, I didn't have anything to do. I didn't create this, right? Uh, but this is something that, that has been... Um, kind of a missing piece in my one-on-one -on -one coaching. Okay. And so I, when they, when they came out with this and announced this, how this was moving forward, I, I locked in because using the total rebalancing system, I can be way more effective in my coaching than without it. Cause here's, here's the thing in, in our one-on-one -on -one coaching, there's so much that we talk about to gain that clarity, right. To define where you want your, your vision to be in your life. To, to define what steps there are that you can take to start moving your life forward, what things are blocking you, what things you can use to accelerate that experience, right? So we, we talk about all this. Here's the problem. The problem is you can have absolute clarity and focus. You can have a defined purpose for your life. You can have the roadmap on how you're going to get there. And if you don't have the energy to get off the couch, you will never do it. Right. You can literally be a sensei master at goal setting and not make any progress in your life. Mm -hmm. And this is something I've struggled with for the past couple of years. Like, how can I pull in this missing piece? I considered doing a nutrition and fitness certification for, for the sole purpose of bringing in, like, how can I help my clients better in this area? We, we get laser focused on what you want in your life. We get laser focused on, on that roadmap to get there, but then you got to take the action. And if, you're, if your body and your mind is failing you in your intent to take action, again, you can be the best person on setting goals in your life and you can have the focus and clarity around it. Nothing's going to change. Right. So the, the total rebalancing system is bringing in that other piece. So, so what it is basically, and this is, man, all right, let's, let's, let's back up for just a second. Can we back up for a second? And then, then we'll transition back to this because one of the, one of the myths that 
that I talk about in my coaching is the myth of life balance. And this goes to that overwhelmed piece we were talking about in the beginning, right? But but when I talk to people, you know, what's the first thing that comes to mind when you think about a life rebalanced and that life balance piece, the typical answer, and this is the answer I would have given, by the way, several years ago, the typical answer is it's a myth. It's not possible. You can't balance your life. And I've actually seen personal development gurus, so to speak, actually come out with this whole thing on social media about this whole thing is a myth. You cannot rebalance your life. You can't balance your life, right? Life balance is a myth. Here's here's the, the clarity around this. Life balance is not a destination. It is a term of action. Because just like, and I use this, I love this example. It's just like if you're a surfer, you know, we've seen these guys, they surf through the waves, right? They, they, Paddle, 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 and they catch this wave and they jump on the board and they're they're going at it, right? And they go right through that pipeline and everything's everything's fantastic. Sure. You're the surfer. Life is the ocean. And there's never a time where that ocean's not changing. There's never a time where our life is not changing. And the waves of life and the waves of tragedy and the waves of opportunity will come in different seasons in different time spans, in different stretches of time, in different amounts, right? And with different intensities. So the point is you have to be active in rebalancing your life. It's not something where, oh, I'm on the surfboard. Boom. I made it. Check me out. Dude, you're going to be under the wave instead of on top of the wave in a heartbeat, yeah, yeah. right? Mm. You have to have the muscle memory to know how to get back on, up on the board. We all fail. We all get knocked off the surfboard. That's not the problem. The problem is in thinking once you're up, you've got it made mm -hmm. or in thinking you can't get up. And that's a learned skill. That's muscle memory. That's building that dexterity. It's And when you're on the board, it's every fiber in your body saying, oh, do I need to put a little more emphasis on my toes or on my heels? Should I spread my arms a little bit out, you know, out wider? Do I shift left? Do I shift right? To keep you on the board, it's not something that is, uh, you know, this adjective. I have a balanced life. Mm -hmm. That may be for now, and that's fantastic if you do. By the way, right? All the credibility to you. When that next wave comes, and it will, yes. there's a couple things. Which way? Which way is your surfboard looking? Like you may have caught that wave and gone all the way, right? And you're sitting there looking at that wave you just surfed. Mm. dang check me out right i just took that all the way in next one's right behind you yep, yep. right and that's that piece of self-awareness so i want to talk about that i wanted to talk about that myth just because uh i get this shutdown like oh no you you can't have life balance you can't have life balance you can do life balance mm. and that's the difference it's an active participation yes so the the life rebalancing system is a protocol from sunrise to sunset. And that's the thing that was, that's a piece that was missing in my own coaching was we do all this stuff and then you've got to go do it. But the reality is trying to rebalance your life in any or every area is not something you do once in the day. It's not something you just, you know, oh, I'm going to do that on Saturday, <laughs> right? That's what I'm going to take. I'm going to take two hours. I'm going to rebalance my life. No, it's not that. It's an active participation every single day of the week and as often as you can during that day. 
-hmm. Okay. So the total rebalancing system is this connection of connecting the mind and the body of connecting the focus and the dreams and the goals and the steps and the roadmap to the part that says, I'm going to now fuel my body with things that help my body reduce stress, gain clarity, and to help my mind have the focus and clarity, my body, the energy that, that I need to actually accomplish those things. Okay. So the total re that's what the total rebalancing system is. Every, every individual piece of those is beneficial, right? right? The, the digital platform, our one-on-one -on -one coaching, it's all beneficial. When you put it together, that's where you have uh, an exponential increase in your ability to do the things that you say you wanted to do. Right. Yeah. So are you, are you able to go into um, what you're, what you're trying to do with your client base and with future client base as it relates to this 30 day masterclass and all of that stuff and like exposing people like in deep to what this uh, 30 day masterclass total rebalancing system is. Can you like get into the yeah. you're trying to do there? Yeah, absolutely. So, so one of the things that I uh, struggled with as a coach, not just that missing piece of having the energy, the focus, the clarity, the mental stamina to, you know, all of those things that the, the total rebalancing system brings in, but it was also um, a time gap. So the, the 10 week transform coaching system that I've, that we've walked through together and so forth, yep. there's, you know, seven weeks of going through the different seven key areas of life and getting education around that. And it's, it's huge, it's beneficial. And I love it. What I wanted to do was, was create a, a container that says in 30 days, we're going to make massive progress. And, you know, if you do something for 21 days, it's a start of building that habit, right? You can do it for 90 days. You've pretty much built it into your lifestyle at that point. Mm -hmm. But what does it take to actually build a habit that can change the trajectory of your life? And how long does that take? Well, it takes about 21 days, mm. you know, to start that process, right? And to get your brain starting to rewire that says, oh, I can do that because mm -hmm. I just took that little baby step, right? And the neural pathways begin to go, huh, maybe what I believed before that I was too overwhelmed to do anything, maybe that's not true. Maybe what actually is true is I can do something and I have evidence for it because for the past week I did it, Yes, right? And so this 30-day container is my attempt at saying, okay, Let's make massive progress in 30 days. Let's take those 21 days and build the habit. Let's take another seven days and make sure they're instilled. And then we'll go beyond those 30 days, right? Because it doesn't stop at 30 days. But I want to take 30 days and make massive progress. What does this take? This takes your buy-in. Like it, it takes you committing to you. Right. And saying, okay, for 30 days, I'm going to commit to doing something different to get a different result. By definition, you will. Let's find out if it's the result that you want, right? So for 30 days, you're you're diving into the ULA lifestyle framework, which is a full assessment on all the seven key areas of life that is tailored to you, by the way. When you go through that process, as you come out of that process and you go into your own dashboard, it creates learning modules that are specific to you. I don't know of another... Uh, personal development system like this that is customized to you. There's a lot of great systems out there. I'm not knocking any of them, 
It's a lot of great systems, right? But it's, you need to fit into this container. You need to fit into this box because this is the recipe for your life. That recipe may be great, but what if it's not the box that you need to be in? Mm. So the Ulu Lifestyle Framework shapes around you. If you're a, if you're a guru in finance and you've got, you know, 10 years of savings and cash, you know, in your bank account, your 401k is maxed out. You've got all the IRAs that you want. Finance is going to be a very small part of that, right? It's going to be part of it because how are you giving back through your finances, but it's going to be a very small part of it. Maybe it's fear that's holding you back. Let's create some, some intentional study and intentional learning around how to get through fear as a blocker. Maybe purpose is something that you need to connect to. Let's connect you to that. Maybe your fitness is suffering. So let's create something around that. So you go through this assessment and then it, it creates this, this beautiful dashboard where, where you start to define those steps on how you want your life to be. You just, you start to define those goals. There's video training around it with the ULA guys. There's uh, downloadable packets for you to study. And then there's an action step that you actually need to do. Right. Because again, you can do all the study and you can have all the knowledge in the world. If you don't take action, I can't help you. Yeah. Right? right. So this is a 30 day container that takes you through a system that wraps itself around you to support you on where you're at. Your system looks different from my system. Mm. We're going to, we're going to walk through that together. And then it is the fuel that you need in your body for your body to adapt to stress. So we have adaptogens and nootropics adaptogens and a vitamin mineral base to give you the layers of clarity and, and focus in your body that you need to go. All right. I don't feel like it but I'm going to get off the couch this time. Yeah. Right. And then the tropics that are brain food to help bring clarity around your mind. Right. When, when they first came out with this, um, you know, I, I test everything that I recommend period. I will never recommend something to somebody that I've not walked through myself. So before I even started talking about it, I went through it. Like I did it myself. Right. And uh, you see a couple of those back behind there. So my parents were living with us at the time and my dad wanted to try it. I was like, cool, let's, let's run an experiment together. Let's go. So he did. And then a few weeks later, like we noticed an immediate change in his mental clarity. My mom noticed it. I noticed it. My wife noticed it. Most importantly, he noticed it. And sometimes that's hard to notice when you're, when you're the one walking through it. Right. Right. Uh, a few weeks later, I said, dad, are you still, you still taking the mind and body, um, supplements? He was like, oh yeah, I've got some more on order. Uh, I've been taking, I ran out of the mind and I've been taking the, the body one. So I've just been doubling up on the body one. Well, the body one's a PM. <laughs> it's a, it's meant for the evening, right? It's meant okay. for your body to get through the stress of the day. Right. Uh -huh. Um, but I only knew to ask him that because I saw the difference in his mental clarity. Oh, that fast, huh? that fast. Yeah. Uh, his other things came in a couple of days later, he was back on track. Right. Mm -hmm. So I don't ever do recommend anything. I don't walk through myself. And so I went through this whole system and the sunrise to sunset system is you start with two gummies that get your metabolic engine going. You don't have to take them with food. I wake up, I brush my teeth. I pop them in my mouth, go do whatever I'm going to go do. It tastes great by the way. And then at your first meal, you take the mind, which is the nootropics for focus and clarity. 
then throughout the day, as you reach the slump, they have an ULA shot, which is amazing for increasing the nitric oxide and actually dilating the blood vessels to allow more blood flow. If you've got that slump, that's an option to take. There's a probiotic that's that you take every other day. It's a little powder form, stick it in your mouth. You can stick it in your pocket throughout the day and just take that every other day. And that has, when they came out with this, honestly, bro, and, and I'm, I'm not trying to sound like a commercial for what they're doing because that's not what I'm trying to do here, but that was a missing piece because there is a mind, a brain and, the, and a gut axis that communicates to each other. If anybody listening on here has done any research on gut health, a lot of people call it the second brain, right? There is, if I remember correctly, there are two, um, two, um, uh, what do you call it? neurons that go to the brain from the gut? There's, I'm sorry, from the brain to the gut. There's mm -hmm. eight that go from the gut to the brain. Like some people in holistic medicine actually believe the gut is the first brain, telling the brain you need to create more hormones here. Your pituitary gland needs to go off here. We need some more in your thyroid. Like there's a, a big connection there. So that's what the, the probiotics do along that gut brain axis. And then as your last meal, you take adaptogens, two pills to help your body relax and get ready for bed. And then when you go to sleep, there's two gummies for sleep. When I started taking the sleep gummies, my deep sleep, cause I measure it on my watch, my mm -hmm. deep sleep increased five times. That's and if I it, it's huge and it's huge for me because sleep is always something I've struggled with. Yeah. Um, so I, I have a history over the past couple of years, especially of my sleep patterns, my deep sleep increased five times, bro. Yeah. And I was like, all right. So then what do you have? You're, you're more mentally alert and awake in the morning. You're ready to tackle your day. Your, um, your psyche changes, you know, you don't get enough sleep. You're grumpy, right? You, you don't want to talk to anybody, right? <laughs> if I don't, I'm foggy. Like, yeah. where are my keys? Where's my phone? Where's my wallet? Like, I can't, what's my name? You know, like I get foggy, but <laughs> yeah, it's a big deal, bro. Like getting solid sleep and having like, because yeah. I actually went through a situation where, and um, I feel kind of embarrassed saying it, bro, but I had an infection in my tooth just a couple months ago, dude. And he gave me these gnarly penicillins, dude that completely destroyed my gut biome. Like Ooh, I was yeah. just trash, bro. And I remember dragging yeah. feet and I was foggy and I, like I was depressed, like all these, there's so many factors. And it was during that transition time when we were moving down here, bro. And it was just like heaped. It's tough. Yep. And my wife was telling me you need to take a probiotic. And of course I, you know, I didn't take anything like that, ever taken anything like that in my life, but now it's on my list of stuff that I need to take, you know, because I get it now. I get the connection between health, yeah. healthy brain, no fog, energy, better sleep, all of that stuff. And it's impactful. Here, for guys. Please go ahead. Yeah, man. It, the, the, the probiotic thing, um, again, do your own research, like talk to your doctor, all of those disclaimers. Right. But when you do your research, you'll find that you, you go to, to Walgreens or whatever, and not picking on Walgreens, you go to your, you know, your drugstore or whatever. And you pick up a probiotic. There's a bunch of them. There's some that are great, by the way. Mm -hmm. And you pick up the thing, and it says there's a hundred trillion, you know, bacteria in here. Okay, that's actually not what's most helpful. <laughs> there are over thirty thousand different strains of gut bacteria that we have in our in our gut microbiome. We only have knowledge about what some of them do. 
the, the most beneficial thing is to have a diversity of bacteria because then your, your body can figure out what it needs. So when you pick it up and you say, oh, wow, there's three different types of bacteria in here and there's a quadruple gazillion trillion amount of them, that might actually not be helpful for you. And if you continue taking that, you can actually overdose yourself on probiotics. So the, the key thing is to have a diversity in your gut. And that's where if you look at nutrition, I'm not a nutritionist, but if you look at nutrition, you'll find that most nutritionists say you need a diversity of things which help to create a healthy microbiome. Okay. The, the probiotics that we have, it's the equivalent um, bacteria as five containers of yogurt, and it contains 12 different strains of bacteria, three of which are for oral health. Why that was important, like when I saw that, I was like, dang, you guys get it. And here's why your microbiome doesn't start in your gut. It starts in your mouth and your nose. That's okay. where it starts. And, and then it travels in and it goes into your gut, right? So to have three of those strains that actually affect oral health was huge. And then you only take it every other day, which means your body has the ability to take that bacteria and there's a prebiotic in it as well. So it has, uh, it has bacteria food for the bacteria that's going into your system, but then your body has the ability to go, Oh, cool. Let's create an ecosystem where this thrives. Wow. And that's where I've seen some differences in standard probiotics that are out there and the ones that I would consider beneficial probiotics. Mm -hmm. um, so I was super happy when they came out with that actually. Yeah. Nice. So this whole uh, total rebalance system um, involves guys getting all of the, all of the probiotics and the nootropics and all of that stuff to kind of get their gut, mind, health, energy, focus, clarity, all of that going on the physical side, the avatar side, so to speak. But yeah. that also includes getting into the ULA system, working with you, these masterclasses, access to videos on goal setting and different aspects of life and all of that. Correct. Like, yeah. And that weekly masterclasses, I want to make sure that we yeah. talk about that. Everything that's. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. So, so it's all of those things we talked about. And then there's four zooms with me. I may bring in some other coaches too. I'm in the conversations with a couple of the coaches that want to do these masterclasses together. Mm. Um, and so I may bring in some other coaches as well, but it's four zooms during 30 days. You get four zooms to help walk you through the system of the ULA lifestyle framework, talk mm. about things that are holding you back. How can we set goals better, right? How can we take action daily? How can we do that with accountability? Um, and so it's four Zooms with me. You also get a Zoom with the ULA guys. So every month, anyone who's in the ULA lifestyle framework uh, digital system gets a, what they call a monthly master circle. And that's, that's a... Uh, a zoom with the guys for what's it's, it's relevant to what's happening today. Mm -hmm. So, you know, if there's a natural disaster, they may be talking about that. And how do we deal with that from a, an emotional or a psyche standpoint, mm -hmm. right? They might bring out some studies. Troy loves his studies, um, studies from, you know, Harvard medical or wherever that are talking about, you know, 92% of people are failing at actually accomplishing what they want to accomplish in their life. Let's mm -hmm. talk about how to be the 8% that does. Right. Yeah. So um, that happens once a month. So as long as you're in that system, you you get your time with the Ula guys as well. And that's a group coaching thing. So the, the point is this, and my point is this. Um, I want to make impact. And at, at this point, there are still, I still have a couple of clients, not naming names. I still have a couple of clients 
that have stopped making progress because they've stopped taking action. Right. And so they may be on module six or seven of a 10 module one-on-one coaching thing that we do. Right. And my impact with them right now is zero. Right. That I'm not okay with. Like I'm not okay. Not from their standpoint, that's a failure on me as a coach. If I'm not making any impact. Right. So the point of this is bet on yourself for 30 days. I will bet on you too. I'm betting we're right. And I'm putting my money where my mouth is. My time with you is free. I don't know how long I'm going to do that. So I'm just throwing that out there in case someone sees this, <laughs> this video five years from now. Or whatever. <laughs> um, but at this time, yeah. my time with you is free. Right. And I want to see how, making the most impact that I can as a coach in 30 days. And by the way, because my time is free, whatever you invest in the total rebalancing system at this point in time, if it's not for you, they'll give you your money back. Again, I don't know how long they're going to do that. So I got to put that caveat out there, but you literally have nothing to lose. And I'm betting you can make the most progress you've ever made in your life in 30 days. And I'm going to be with you for free on me for those 30 days to make sure that happens. Awesome. Yeah. So guys, if you're out there listening, basically what Joel's getting at in the most boiled down sense of it is if you will invest on the nutrition side and get these products sent to your place so that you can start with all of the vitamins and the nootropics and the gut biome and the pro and the prebiotics and everything, you will have access to Joel and other members of the ULA leadership team, weekly masterclasses. You'll be able to talk to them one-on-one. You'll be able to peel out your life story and kind of get some clarity from these guys basically on what would I do next and get a mentor in your life and get exposed. Most importantly, this is the important part because uh, ULA changed my life, man. It really did. When I worked with Joel, like I was like 655 on my triglycerides, 258 with my cholesterol. And in less than six months, I had all of those numbers at 150. It was down. I got in the gym. I got serious. I got active. We paid vehicles off. We got debt eliminated. We added more money back to the coffers by debt elimination. I got serious about family connection time and really trying to figure out that being a dad is way more than just feeding them and sending them to school with new clothes. And like really getting dialed in, it'll expose you to an entire new world of personal development. And it's not like a lot of these things you'll get on your Facebook feed where for 15 grand, I'll work with you for three weeks as a high performance, blah, blah, blah coach. It is super affordable. These guys are making it like this because they care more about impact and influence and helping people and changing the world. Um, dare I say, than they do about revenue. Like it's super affordable and it'll like, it always has a place in my soul. I'm on the digital platform myself now. And to be honest with you, when you were talking about how it's not AI, but it's intuitive in that when you answer the questions, it starts sending you these little mini master course videos to watch. And you remember you and I talking when I was up in North Dakota and I was telling you, dude, the money's good. My health feels, you know, I'm all buffed out at the gym, dude. I'm ripped. I'm solid. I'm doing well. Like I'm connecting with my wife and kids. Good. Like all of these, we were hitting all the things, but the one F of faith was weighing heavy. Like you and I've had some deep conversations, right? Yeah. Like, dude, I just need to get back to Christ, bro. You know what I mean? I just need to get back 
to like what faith is for me being a Christian person. You know, I know it's different for other people, but I was looking at my kids and I was sensing that there was no affection for what our family prefers as our model for faith and religion and spirituality. And the whole move to Texas was to kind of get away from certain things and kind of get back into an environment um, to a church that we attended down here years ago when we lived here in 2013, because we were doing really good then. And I wanted to get that. It was weighing heavy on me. And I put all of that information in on the questions that they were asking me. And the very first video I got was faith. The very first video. (laughs) And I was like, dude, this system is really cool, bro. Because as long as you're very transparent and very honest with those questions. Yeah. And if you're doing this at all, you should be doing that. You should be being honest and transparent, right? It, it, otherwise, you're just, you're ma- you're masquerading, you know, you're trying to hide things, you know, whatever. But if you really want growth and you really want development and you really want to win and succeed, you would go into that ULA digital platform and be super honest. And right away, dude, they were, they were getting after it, bro, as far as here's what you need next. Yeah. And it, it's a really intuitive system. And I really like that, man. No, it's cool, man. Yeah, it's kind of like a coach in your pocket, you know, but but when you st- when you add the addition of an actual coach, because you can go through that by yourself, right? You don't you don't need a coach to go through that. Uh you there is coaching available if people want to hire a coach through that system, there's coaching available to it, but it's an option. Um, you know, I'm I'm adding this on because I want to see how this 30-day container works. Yeah. And I'm I'm betting like this is the way to go. So I I'm doing workshops around it and and these zooms around it, right? The one thing I want to say about you know the things that you mentioned on Facebook, like the, you know fifteen thousand dollars, and I'm going to coach you for three weeks or whatever it is. And I feel very strongly about this because I I don't do the the BS coaching thing. You know that about me, right? Here here's the problem that I have with this industry in general, is that it's it's po- poised as I. Mr. Coach, have discovered the one thing that in all of humanity, no one's figured out before, and I'm going to teach it to you for 10 grand or 999 or whatever the case may be, right? Human behavior hasn't changed in thousands of years, period. It hasn't changed. There's no secret to how do I you know, get some extra motivation? There's no secret to what's a tool to, to move through fear, that there's knowledge around that, right? There's acceptance of being real and self-awareness and all of those things. This, the biggest secret slash lie in this industry from my perspective mm. is that there's this secret. There's no secret. The secret is the most, the most successful people that you know, they didn't discover some magic cure. They didn't discover this one ingredient in the East Amazon jungle somewhere, right? They had a system. That's the deal. You have a system, you implement the system, you do it every day of your life. You cannot help but make progress. And I'm betting my time on that. And Ula's betting their money on that because you can get your money back. Yeah. Right. So that's what I wanted to, to help people see is like there are tools and there are strategies. There's no secret. Don't buy into this whole secret myth of, of whatever. Like implement a system. If this is not your system, choose a system implement it every day, create habits around that, and you'll change your life. Yeah, that's good, bro. Joel, I'm going to be really honest with you, dude. Whenever you and I get after it, bro, the time flies. Dude, it does, man. We could go for three more hours. (laughs) So let me ask you, bro, like, how's your schedule looking, man? Do you got any calls you got to jump on? You need to, like, you got something you need to get after? Should we save these other questions that I wanted to ask for 
the next episode as far as um uh being in alignment and communication with the spouse and these different things dude you want to go there let's let's go there if you want to break it up into a couple episodes or whatever we can do that too i'm i'm good my time right now is on you okay i'll tell you what i got two questions for you that I probably should have asked him before we got into what we just talked about, but it's okay. It's got an ebb and flow to it and it'll be fine. And my audience is really gracious with me because they know I'm an airhead. (laughs) (laughs) But I wanted to talk to you first about standards. All right. Now let me set the, let me set the case here. All right. So you can know where I'm going with this. I had Simon on fireballs. Great guy. Yeah, 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 yeah. And he was talking about raising your standards. And sometimes you'll hear things in the personal growth and development space where uh, it, it sounds good. Sure, it makes sense, but you didn't really catch the full impact. You know, it hasn't really struck a chord in the soul and made the light bulb go on, so to speak. And there's massive clarity. Oh, my God, that's what he meant by that kind of a thing. Yeah. And my wife and I were talking this morning about standards and i'm at the gym now four days a week without fail without fail because i love the way i look i love the energy i love the fact that my my cholesterol my cardiovascular system is being dealt with like i'm dealing with that area like my father had my biological father had his first heart attack at 40 and uh, both of his brothers are dead from cardiovascular, heart, basically heart attacks, one at 44 and the other one at 48. Wow, man. Yeah. So, so uncle, uh, first uncle died 48, next one died 46, all cardiovascular. My biological father had his first at 40, and then he ultimately ended up dying from lung ca- or throat cancer because he didn't want to let the cigarettes go or whatever. But like it's in the family. So I have a a lot of pride around the fact, but I also have a standard now. I realize that I now have a standard. And when you have a standard, it's not hard to do something. There's, it's, it's um, like, I don't ever go to the gym and go, damn, dude, I don't want to be here. I I want to be there on the days I don't get to go. I'm upset about it. It's that much. The standard has made it easy. There's no pain involved, right? My wife has a standard with how clean this home is. And this was the example that I used for her. Like this house is on a one to 10. It is immaculate nine all the time, if not 10. And I know people that don't live like that, right? And I was telling her that you would never let this house get like that because you have a standard. And because you have that standard, it is seamless and flows easy for you to run through this entire house in an hour and make it sparkle, bro. Like five housekeepers were here working for five hours. Yeah. (laughs) But what we noticed was we did not have a standard for money. And we Mm. started talking about this. Because I was telling her, I was telling her, like, I know people that are probably 10 years younger than us, that because it's a standard for them, they've got 40 grand in the bank saved. There's an extra two grand every month beyond the monthly need for bills every month. They have independent 401k, like they have 401ks and independent like mutual funds. Like you, see, you hear him on uh, Dave Ramsey all the time. He's like, well, how'd you make sure. 
million. Well, we got two IRAs here and blah, blah, blah. And we only made $170,000 a year together. And I realized that my wife and I don't have a standard for what we want financially. What do you think? What is your opinion on how standards affect results? Hmm. Uh, they're critical, first of all, <clears throat> but they're only critical to the level of your tolerance. And I think Simon's talked about this too um, in some of his stuff, which is all great stuff, by the way. But standards are only applicable to the level of your tolerance because you can have a standard and and once you fall into that trap of, ah, it's okay if I don't meet it today. Mm. that's you're you're being tolerant of where you are compared to your standard and there is a gap between your standard and your willingness to keep that standard so standards are that line in the sand right mm. but they are only as good as your willingness to take action to meet that standard and sometimes usually i find in coaching that's again basic human behavior that can be because of pain my mm. desire to avoid pain, like I don't like the way my body looks. I'm going to get to the gym. I'm going to start eating clean. I'm going to skip the McDonald's drive-through, right? And and make some home cooked meals. Yeah. Um, but that's because my my willingness or my tolerance to meet that standard was was narrower, because the standard, as you're talking about it, where you get to the gym four days a week, no matter what. There was a point in time, I guarantee it, where here was the distance of your standard, right. uh, of your standard to your tolerance. And mm -hmm. at some point in time, that changed and they got closer. And then at some point in time, here's your tolerance. Here's your standard. There's this gap now on the positive side. Right. Right. So my willingness to take action against that standard is what closes this gap. Yeah. And so, again, that can happen because of pain you know, mental, emotional, physical, whatever it is, I have pain in this area. I need to change it. Um, I've heard it called a healthy level of disgust, you mm -hmm. know, where it's like, I'm disgusted at this, but not to the point of over-focusing on it. I'm disgusted at this to the point of it's motivating me to make a change. Your tolerance just got closer. Yeah. Right. And it can also be the desire for pleasure. And like, those are the basic two human behaviors, right? There's other idiosyncrasies, but those are the basic two behaviors. Again, that hasn't changed in thousands of years, but you know, maybe it's, man, I, I like, I like being able to lift, you know, 250 pounds or whatever. Yeah. That's, that's a pleasure thing for whatever reason that gives you pleasure. And so boom, your tolerance to that standard gets closer. Yeah. Right. So standards are absolutely important. You have to have clarity around them, which is why clarity is a huge piece to mm -hmm. a standard. You have clarity, you have perspective, you've taken action toward that standard to see if this action actually moves you closer to that standard or if it doesn't. And then you've got to shorten that tolerance gap. Yeah. And you've got to shorten it to the point where it meets the standard and then exceeds it. When you get to that point, it's a habit. Yes. It's just a consistent habit right? And you do it. It's part of your life every single day. And you don't have to say, I'm going to meet this standard because you just do. Right. Right. But, but there's a gap there 
between when that stand, when you, when you make that line in the sand, you say, this is my standard, there's going to be a gap and it's going to take living in congruence. Mm. It's going to take accountability, doing what you say you're going to do, being accountable with yourself. And if you need somebody else to, to pick up the phone and say, Hey, dude, it's three o'clock, get in the gym. Yeah. Right. If you need that kind of thing, or you need a community around you, I would highly encourage you get, get a supportive community around you. All those things are your tools to, to shorten that gap. Once you shorten that gap, it becomes a part of your life. Yeah, no, I love that, dude. It's really good. There was almost like I was trying to write it. I'm gonna have to go back and listen to it after I after I boost this out on the airwaves. But it was like a mathematical formula, almost that yeah. you went out there. And I'm gonna get that written down because I was thinking of this in a mathematical formula myself. I have said hundreds of times that belief always affects behavior. If you be totally. in a certain thing, you your behavior just naturally follows that way. But the trick is. Is there a precursor to belief? And that's what what that's what I was thinking standards were. If your mm. standards are I'm going to the gym every day, I'm going to eat right every day, I am making this a line in the sand as a standard, whether it's a result of pain you've experienced, you know, bad triglycerides or overweight, or you can't fit in those pants anymore, or you're tired of fighting with your wife, or you're tired of being broke, or you're tired of looking at your kids going, I don't know these people that live in my house that eat my food, that play on devices that I paid for. I have no connection <laughs> with these people, whatever area of your life that you're struggling with, and you make that line in the sand and it becomes a standard. Standards now affect beliefs and mm. and affect behaviors is what i'm trying to say i'm not yeah. a, i'm not a standard driven person my wife is right she grew up in a really good like i didn't grow up in like i okay how should i say this she grew up in your typical classy um working class american christian home with standards like we didn't do these certain things and probably if I would have stuck around at home long enough, I might've had him too, but I was out on the street wheeling and dealing and running and gunning by the time I was 12, you know, and I ended up living like homeless and addicted and prison and drugs and, you know, like all these different things and standards weren't an option. I was in survival mode. So yeah. I never had standards because my standards, if I had them would fluctuate from moment to moment, depending on whether or not I could eat next sleep somewhere warm and dry next or get another fix. So I am now as a grown man trying to study and understand the concept of standards. Why is it important? How does it affect? What's the, what's the, what, what's the outplay? You know, how is it going to benefit kind of a thing? And I look at people that have them and I'll be honest, bro, I admire it. Like, I'm like, you know what, to have these standards of excellence. And if I really go deep on myself, going to the gym four times a week is a standard right? Yeah. Eating clean is a standard, but I want more of it because I think when you get standards locked in your brain as absolutes, then it affects your belief system, which then affects your behavior. So. And can we talk about the dangers of standards? Oh, please. Yeah, dude, unpack it all. So let's, let's take the, the shift perspective because the dangers of standards are that they're unrealistic. Right. And this is what people do every, every, uh, end of the year, right? They create new standards in their new year's resolutions that by day seven, they're done. Yeah. They're done. Standards are, are huge and they're critical and they're important. But when you look at someone, you're like, man, I love that they have those standards. 
what you're really saying is they have no gap between their tolerance and their standard because it's a part of their lifestyle. So what we look at and we say those are standards are really just a lifestyle they've chosen and they've worked toward to get there. The danger is in the opposite end. If that gap is too big, that's why you have 92% of people that don't ever accomplish their goals. Right. Because they they set a standard. I call it a wish list is yeah. my terminology for it. Because we're just going to throw something out there. And at at the end of the year, a million people in this country go, I'm going to get to the gym five days a week. And I'm going to do that for this entire year. Mm. I believe it's, uh, I believe it's January 23rd or 21st or something like that is known as national quitting day. Did you know that? (laughs) (laughs) No, right. Yeah. National quitting day. And it's like, so that first week you're pumped, right? You're like, dude, I'm going to, I'm going to do this. I'm going to change my life. I'm going to be a different person. You're pumped. You go to the gym five times. You don't do it wisely. You don't give your body the nutrition and the hydration and the rest that it needs to recover from that. You burn yourself out by day three, but you're going to push through. You're going to do day four and five. You're going to go. Cause this is going to be the rest of your life. The next Monday comes around you're still sore and like, ah, you know what? I probably need more rest. Yeah. <laughs> so Tuesday comes around that, that next, that week, number two is kind of this transitional mm. uh, place where people begin to, to change that belief. Mm. And that's where their standard has influenced their belief in a negative way okay. because they've said now, I don't know that I can do this. I don't, I don't know that I can pull this off. Like I could, I couldn't do it for five days in a row. How am I going to do this for the rest of the year? Mm. And that, begins to change the behavior, which then changes the brain to say, yeah, you know what? You're right. You can't pull this off. Mm-hmm. You'd better do something different or change course. Mm-hmm. So the, the advantage of standards is when you make it a lifestyle and, or when you work every throughout the entire day to close that gap, mm-hmm. the danger of standards is when you make it unrealistic. And so in the personal development world, we call those smart goals. Everybody has their own way of doing it, right? But it has to be realistic, right? How do you know it's realistic? Well, what have you done before? What's realistic for you? What have other humans done before? Is there a standard there that you can beat? There was a time when a four-minute mile wasn't possible. Doctors said the human body is not physically capable of running a four-minute mile until someone did, right? And then a bunch of people did, right? So that's the danger of a standard. So my, my focus or, or what I want to leave with your audience today is whatever the standard is, be really, really aware of where that gap is. Right. That gap from where you are today to what's it going to take to implement that standard as a lifestyle, be really aware of that. And then those baby steps, we talk about baby steps all the time in coaching, right? those baby steps, you don't actually have to meet that standard today. All you have to do is minimize the gap. Because if you're minimizing the gap, at some point, there won't be a difference between the standard and your tolerance. You'll have moved that into a lifestyle. So identify how big that gap is. And then what's one thing you can do to, to shorten that, minimize that gap. You do that, that'll change your life. Setting higher standards won't. Yeah, no, I love it, dude. The whole time, the whole time you were bringing this in my mind, I'm thinking, man, if he doesn't bring the baby steps, I'm gonna, I'm gonna, <laughs> back because that's exactly what the process was. Because I remember when I reached out to you for, 
for the coaching, for the transformation package. You were like, all right, dude, you want to get in the gym? You want to start lifting? You want to get your health fitness under control? You want to get your blood work right? You want to have the body you want? You want to look good? You want to feel good? You want your wife to fall in love with that attractive man again? He says, what's the first? And I was like, oh, Joel, this excuse, 16 hours a day in the old field, blah, blah, blah. Like, I don't even know. Why would I? I'm an extremist. I don't want to just go once a week, blah, blah, blah. And you're like, dude, deep breath, deep breath, right? <laughs> what would be like, forget going. Just don't even think about going. Just answer me this. What would be the next baby step if you were going to go? And I was like, okay, I, I would have to find a gym. And you said, just drive around your neighborhood and find a gym, dude. That's it. That's all I want you to do today. And I'm like, all right, too, for like, you know, nine blocks from the house, I found one. It was like kind of old school. It had all the old like equipment that we used to use when I was in prison. And I was like, oh, this, I know this equipment, dude. Like I would do well here. And 24 hour, you get a key fob. It's like 40 bucks a month. Everywhere else was a hundred bucks a month. And I'm like, you know what? I've drank in more money on a Friday night. <laughs> right. <laughs> I can roll the dice on this. I mean, not recently, but I mean, back in my heyday, like when, you know, yep. all, of us, all of us, when all of us were running and gunning, but I said, okay, you know what? It's worth the shot. And I got the thing and I went once and it was like, oh, I fell in love with it. You know, all the dopamine and feeling strong and the energy and like the, and you know what? All of a sudden my, the rest of my life began to open up to make room for this new Standing. Yeah, it was weird because I found myself there four days a week and it didn't take but two or three weeks because all I told myself was cool. I came today and I'm not going to give myself a standard. I'll just come the next time I have time that my work allows and I'll be dang if it wasn't two days later and then two days after that. And before you knew it, dude, yeah. I was there and it didn't matter what time I went to work. I was up and I was there. So baby steps are key. And I like that that's part of the ULA framework too. So Joel, yeah. some stuff, bro. We got after it good today, bro. Um, I got a 10 year old that wants to go to the swimming pool. So I'm nice. put my dad hat on this, this house we brought bro is in a like a gated community kind of thing. Um, so it's got a pool, it's got amenity, all this cool stuff. Right. And uh, you don't have to pay for it or nothing. So we're going to grab the flip-flops and the floaties and we are going to mob down to the pool. And uh, I love it. Yeah, I know it's going to be a good time, man. So um, I will get this posted and out there straight away. Guys, if you're interested in checking out the Total Rebalance system, checking out the 30-day masterclass, the nutrition stuff, you just want to meet Joel, go to his website. I'll have it all in the show notes, wayfindersforlife.com. You can find him on TikTok. You can find him on Instagram. He's all over the place. He's got great stuff. Really good friend of mine. He cares. He's a good human. And I'd like you to get to know him. And I think it would make a difference in your life. So um yeah, with that, Joel, thanks for being on again, man. Bro, it's always a pleasure, man. I always enjoy our chats, whether online or off. Just, I appreciate you. Yep. Okay, cool, man. Talk Thank soon. You, bro. Yep, yep. All right.